Before we go into this podcast, um, the opinions expressed by the guests here on our podcast are those of their own and not of NACL. So before we get the audio playing of the most recent podcast with myself and Robert Foster. No. I'm doing an intro in my podcast. Um, yeah, so b- before we get into listening to the actual audio of myself and Robert Foster, um, <clears throat> we went deep about his role within the, the Newton Abbey community uh, and what he actually brings to Rathcool. Um, start off getting to know each other. So each podcast is kind of uh, a conversation rather than an investigation or, or an interrogation. It's about getting to know the individual and actually allowing them the time to kind of tell the audience who they are and what they're about. Uh, we went deep with a lot of things. It was class actually to sit down and just listen to who he is as a person. I never met Robert before we actually sat down and had the conversation. So to actually sit down, let him tell me who he was, what he's about and what he's doing and what he's going to be doing in the future is really, really exciting. I think when he starts to talk about the, the Rathcool Renewal Partnership in that, in that lane and then he also starts to talk about what's happening on multi-story. So it's a really, really good listening. Listen. So sit back, enjoy, put the feet up, light the fire, tell your wife you love her, and let's go. Enjoy. The Cool Podcast with Stuart Hunter. Class. So hello, thanks very much for coming in and having a conversation with us uh, and sitting down. So I think I've already said it before we even we started recording, but I don't know you, and I want to keep that like the nicest way possible. Like, um, I've heard a lot about you. Um, I've heard loads of stuff through the grapevine and stuff, especially with D. But oh, good. I hope not. Uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, he's your biggest fan. Like, but um, yeah. So anybody who's listening to your podcast, I would love to capture uh, a Christmas tree. He's got to follow me. Like, so <laughs> um, I would love to capture um who you are and what you're about and kind of what you're doing. I suppose that's mad time with COVID. You're up to your eyes with. 101 things like and NACNs 102 things on top of it like but uh but yeah I'd love to capture like you as a person and then you as a professional and what you're doing in your career so go ahead the floor's yours okay so I'm Robert Foster I'm the Ulster Unionist Councillor for Macedon so Macedon runs from the bottom of Balmore up to the top of Carnmoney right. quite a big patch encompasses Rathcool, Rush Park, um, Kings Park, Rathfern um, skirts around Monkstown but no it's quite a big patch um, and I have um, a big affiliation with Rathcool because my family are all from Rathcool. I'm not from Rathcool myself, but my grandfather and my father are all from Rathcool. My brother still lives in Rathcool. Um, so I have a big affiliation from, from Rathcool. The roots are there, like the roots? The roots are there. Um, when I was 12, my mum passed away when I was 12, so I spent a lot of time at my grandfather's house just around the corner from here in Clonbeg Drive. So my dad would have been out working and I would have been coming home from school and, and, and staying with them. And, um, so I have a big affiliation for Rathcoon. Yeah, always in it. Where are you from originally then? Where's I'm Carnmoney. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Up over the hill? Like, over Up over the hill, just over the hill. But near the tavern by any chance? Not too far yeah. away. <laughs> too close sometimes. It's a special place. Yeah, there, too so close yeah. sometimes. I remember being in it plenty of times. Like, and they had a, one of the times they had a choice, TV on the wall or the, kept their toilets out. Yeah, so they kept the hole in the floor and they got themselves a new 50-inch plasma. Like, it was the best decision they've ever made. That's it. You get a good paint in it. <laughs> Brilliant. So... Whatever you're saying, counselor. So politics isn't really my strong point, but I'm so interested in it. Right, and just I've started to go down rabbit holes with D, and I'm like, whoa, what is this all about? So it's fantastic. Um, are you the only counselor in Macedon for Rathcool? Like that whole big massive council? No, there? no. So for that, there, there's um, six counselors. Um, there's three DUP counselors, myself, a Sinn Fein counselor, and a Lance counselor. So, um, 
I have the whole of the area because I'm only one, whereas DUP can split theirs up between um, Rathcool, like White Abbey, and that sort of way, you know. But right, okay. I've got to do the whole patch, so there's people contact me from Merville, Carmoney, all so over. You're you know? all yeah. angles, like yeah, 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 and like yeah. that, that's crazy. That's crazy. So the likes of DUP, and who else did you say? Sinn Fein. Sinn Fein and the Alliance Party. That's the that's the six councillors in Masson. In, in, Masson, in like? Masson. And then so they have the beauty of. Like they have three of each. No, say. no, only only the DUP have three, and then there's one one Sinn Fein, one at um, Alliance, and and one of me. So just um, you on your own, just me and my own. Right, so I've heard I've heard your name about a lot. Like, so I would imagine you're doing a pretty good job. Like, so but it's good to see because it it's good when you've got good community groups in the ground because in this day and age it's easy for me because it's a phone call or a text message or an email to ask a question can you help with this can you help with that Yeah. and when you've got good community groups like NACN and I've been involved with NACN before I was a councillor and I just thought what what they aspired to be was was fantastic because not everybody wanted to play football or play hockey or watch rugby or anything like that there's people who are creative coding gaming Creative arts, drama, um, and I just thought it was fantastic. And then last year, when I when I became a counselor, um, just two years ago, I had the opportunity. Um, there was a, a musical on at the at the theatre at the mill, and it was a, a screening for counselors. So there's lots of empty seats. So I was able to bring twenty from the group. You know, it's, it's brilliant, and let them see. These were all young actors from Northern Ireland who made this musical, and it let them see what what they could be. Because aspirations, what it's all about, you know, That's and um, people. Because you're from Rathcool, should not stop you from attaining the heights that you you should want to get to. And people do put a stereotype on Rathcool, Rush Park, estates all over the country, whether it's Protestant or Catholic. And there's some fantastic people. It's, and it's it, the painting on the wall on the way in that kind of sets a kind of the standard, doesn't it? When it's when you get into it, that's not it. That's not what it's about. Like, and it does. And we we have done some um, good work lately on re- rebranding. And you know, some of the murals at the top of the estate of one has been removed completely. And two others are being changed. One is hopefully going to be changed to, to um, commemorate the centenary of Northern Ireland. Right. And there's another Psalm one, which is going to be made historically more correct. Apparently there's some historical inaccuracies in it, but it's all going to be very good. And it's 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 positive imaging. It's yeah, a, yeah. And when you see the, the, some of the ones, like the one in Monkstown, the, the Portrush Flyer train, is a fantastic mural. You know. Right. And, and and is that just a whole rebrand of the area? That's is just that a something? rebrand, yeah. Um, and it's just get, trying to get a, getting away from the sort of guns and the, the balaclavas of 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 old. And is, it, is it so? Obviously, I I, I don't affiliate myself with any type of work, but is it is there not something nice to know that there's a historical aspect? Uh, you know, the part not saying Parmel is a good thing. I'm not saying that, but uh, is it not nice to know that they were a part of our history? Like I I grew up in the nineties and and then in the two thousands. So and obviously. I don't know if we're the same age or not, Robert. <laughs> I'm just asking. But the reason, the reason why I'm asking is, is, is that not part of our history to know, like, you know, when you go up into West Belfast and you go up on the Antrim Road, you see that they have very colourful and well, well-made well murals of um, their own people, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but there, there is there is that element to it and your past it defines who you are now and the past has brought us to where we are today. Yeah. Um, and, and you can't, you're, 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 because you have a past should not mean you, you don't have a future. Yeah, and because of that, yes, there are. Um, I know in the falls they make a big thing out of these murals, but um, do people want to see it? Obviously, they do. But if they're getting one side of the fe- of the history fence, 
and they're not getting a balanced view, then I don't believe it's right. And sometimes we're too slow to react to give a balanced view of well that happened, but it happened because of this. Yes. Um. So it is, but it's about it's about our children knowing our history, and I don't mean just our history. It didn't start at nineteen sixty nine. Our history starts so much before that. Way before that. Way yeah. before that, and to get away back until until the sixteen hundreds and fifteen hundreds, to get to now, that is the reason that we're in now. So. Look, when I was I went I was fortunate to go to a grammar school and we weren't we weren't taught um, Irish history we were taught English history essentially yeah, yeah, Normans yeah. and Vikings and and, and the Saxons yeah, and, and yeah. all that yep and, and, it, and it's almost like a, a it's a set script of what they follow and then they're like yeah this is what you're going to learn this week and then next week it's this and it's all because it's all built around an exam isn't it more, more or less the, and the closest the, you got was Carrie Castle that was yeah. the closest you got <laughs> John the Corsi yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. to go on the and anywhere that was it. so uh, there's so much there like there's, 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 it's insane but. What about yourself, then? So, how how did you get into uh, politics? How where did you how did you get into that, Lena? Um, my grandfather was uh, an Ulster Unionist. Well, he wasn't actually an active Ulster Unionist, but he was a big supporter of the official Unionists as they were at that time. Right. And I would have got a lot of my because a lot of people's parents do shape and grandparents do shape how yeah. they how they think politically. And I mean, some people don't. You know, some people just go completely different. But I, 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 in those days, it, it, it was um, Roy Big Senior was the the MP for this area right down as far as Lauren and my grand would have been friendly with him so I sort of got interested in that and and the more read about it I became more interested and there was a councillor in Rathcool called Bob Kidd back in the day he was a Labour councillor and I used to see the work that he did for this estate for people now I wouldn't be a fan of the Labour Party by any means but he was a community focused um, councillor on the ground dealing with everyday issues and I thought, you know, someday if I ever got the time or got the, the chance, it's something that I would, get into would, would like to do. And then the, the chance presented itself and the guy who was a councillor before me, John Scott, he became ill and I was co-opted into his seat. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's such a privilege to represent um, your, your people in your area and be able to help people with something as stupid as, look, my bin's gone missing or, you know, <laughs> everybody thinks that it's some things are a big deal, but it's for some people it's a really big deal if they can't get big answers. Big deal to them, isn't big it? Yeah, yeah. Them, Every, you know? Everybody's different, aren't they? What, yeah. what's, what's bigger mm-hmm. than them? That's cool. Like, so, and did you, what, what's your kind of profession then? So is, do you, I'm going to say moonlight as a, as a politician on the side, is that, is that kind of how it goes? <laughs> yeah, moonlighting is, it's a good term because council is only a part-time job. It's a yep. part-time role. And to me, I, it should be a full-time role because you can throw so much into it if you're full-time. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky at employer. My employer gives me the, the amount of time that I need to go and do whatever I, I need to do and they are very, very accommodating that way. But I started as an apprentice in um, shorts as it was at the time, then Bombardier, and I was there for 26 years. Um, and I was fortunate I got to go and work for a few years in Japan and China. Um, all engineering Morocco, based, Yeah, wow. in Morocco. And I got to see a lot of the world and... Um, and then um, I left there and I went and worked for an MP um, in Westminster, Danny Kinnan. Right. And he fortunately lost his seat because Theresa May had the bright idea of having a, an election after two years. So when he <laughs> lost his seat, I lost my job. Um, uh-huh. And people don't, and I didn't realise this, how hard hitting that is. You know, at the flick of a, you know, when the TV hits 12 o'clock on that night, you're out. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. And, and that's it. It's quick cut through, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very, very short-lived um career in some people's minds because you you might drop a career to go into it to get back to that career you're in before it's it can be not quite there difficult it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that career, you're probably holding that career up for a while early and once you leave that industry could change almost and then yep, it's, it's and, gone. You're, and you're gone from it and so everything you've put and you've made put so much effort in but something outside your control could lose you your your, your position so it, see see you in, in that world then so that environment 
So again, I don't really know much about it. So anybody listening to this, there might be people who are really political savvy listening to this and they're loving it. And then other people like me are what we would call a noob almost, like completely new to that whole, whole world. So my my background, I'm I'm more from a corporate world, business management world. So I kind of know what it's like to kind of, you have to fight to stay on top. Is that is that the kind of same scenario when it comes to politics when you're in Westminster? Like? Well, at, at that level, you know, it was amazing to see in Westminster. And it was a very short time I was there. Um, because say Danny lost his lost his seat after being elected for two years, but to see that level of politics and what goes on, you know, and 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 how it actually works, and it is so cutthroat because you could be the best MP in your area, but your party goes a different direction, you know, and 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 yeah. and, and the, the tide swing changes through no fault of your own, and you're out. Right. Okay. So you're just outcasted almost. You're just an outcast, you know, wow. through, and something politically like in Northern Ireland, our politics are very green and orange still you know and on the day it could be just um, a a flick of a coin because when Danny lost his seat it was only by a few thousand votes you know but so um, it's 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 very it's not like your normal job where you get a warning and another warning and another warning and you're gone it's just (laughs) you you play the game a wee bit yeah yeah. and that's that's crazy like so with with your background then going around traveling around the world um, and growing up in in Rathcool and then coming back as a counsellor when you go across to different countries do you not look back and be like like Northern Ireland itself is very almost narrow minded they're very it's very clouded a wee bit sometimes is it? if that makes sense when it comes to um, the kind of their decision making because when you go to Morocco and you're like right it's just a whole different way of life here well uh, Morocco's a good example because Morocco's uh, it's a Muslim country but it's a kingdom um, it's very yep. very very rare for a Muslim country to have a king and that's why they're, they, they're stable but they have their um, problems with sectarian violence between different factions of, of Muslims. Muslims yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this, this is it's 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 a world over. You know, um, yeah. Look at Iraq and Afghanistan and, and all over the world. It, it, you know, in the, the Balkans and you know, there's been yep, conflicts yeah, yeah. all over, and it all nearly comes down to religion. So we fit in nicely then around the world, do we? <laughs> people are very interested. You know, and yeah. it, people are very interested in what you know when you and they got the perception on the TV that was like living in. A war zone, you know. And yeah. When you tell them what you know, life went on, and you know, industry went on, and jobs went on, and schooling went on, and and you just learn to live with it, and and you get on with it. And I think today's generation don't understand that. They don't. I think there's a lot of people above them that kind of deal with it and sort it out and and have them issues. But I know my kids. Like I have one of the young boys. Like and when I tried to tell them, like so, I would take them to the Abbey Centre. But when I was say ten. You couldn't go to the Abbey Centre because it was quite dangerous because it was very fractionist. You know, there was different things. Where now I'm like taking and they're running around the Abbey Centre and I think it's great. They're like, this place is amazing. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't, but you know, it's so. And then there's generations above me that probably were like, oh, I could tell you something about the Abbey Centre, you know, that way. Like, but you can tell you the stories about the whole country, and it's good in a way that the country has has left a lot of it behind it. You know, the, yeah. the searches, the gates, and people getting searched on buses and getting into shops. And if you told people they were doing that now, when you're into a shop and they have to look in your bag, they'd yeah. say, no, it's my civil liberties, and I can't <laughs> do that. You know, so. People just got on with Magna it. Carta, and, yeah, and I think it's it made, it made our people a very resilient people, you know, and and in and this estate uh, is a prime example. You know, some of the, the, the you know, p- people say about, you know, it, it was only Catholics that were oppressed, but, but there was oppression all over. You know, Protestants mm-hmm. had poor housing too and and had poor jobs and as well, but it was just never, ever vocally put forward that that was the case. No you one know, fought that side no of No one fought that side of it, no, because it was nearly like a pride thing where people... Um, said no, I'm not. I, I I'm all right. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. And, and and they just got on with it. But um, I d- see see with that. So that's that's something that I've been looking at that at the minute. And 
at the minute you've kind of found it in West Belfast and, and predominantly Republican areas. They're 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 all coming and shouting together. But in, in unionist areas it's very it almost seems to be one person and then someone else pops up and then they talk, but it's not very a kind of coordinated approach does that, does that make sense is that right and it, it does and, and it's something that we have, we're trying to change you know because when you i think neighborhood renewal in rathcool could be a good example where if you bring all the groups in the area and you get everybody's voice and you get everybody's collective mm-hmm. buy-in and you let everybody have a voice because this isn't about dictating to people anymore what they need or what yeah. they want engage empower and enable I'm a project manager by profession and I, that's one of the things that you do is you engage with people, you empower them, you make them better, you yeah. give them the tools to make them better and you enable them. You know, if it means mentoring or putting your arm around somebody or, or showing them something, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's not just telling people. It's it's like poverty pimping to a degree, you know. <laughs> because, yes, I'm with you. Because if you tell people they're, they're rubbish off enough, they'll just believe it. And if you throw them something every now and again, it makes them feel like you should be grateful. Yeah. Um. But when you look at, at Rothkill, for instance, when you look at these shops here, when you see there's two chemists, solicitors, I tell you all you need to know about this estate that there's a problem yeah. in here with mental health and well-being. And it's it's a big, big problem. It's systemic throughout society. Suicide rates are absolutely colossal. It's an unspoken thing yeah. about across Northern Ireland. But people's mental health in this current pandemic is making it even worse. A lot of locked up, hiding your face, you're, you're hiding your smile behind a mask and stuff. It's, it's quite sad, you know. And um, especially for people who are struggling and can't get out and there's no interaction, you know, if, yep. if you, especially older people as well too, you know, like I'm on the committee in White House Workmen's Club and we have a couple of pensioners groups that would come down there and they have no outlet. They've had no outlet yep. really all year and no there's bingo, some of those people, no, no yeah, and they live on their own and it's maybe the only interaction they get yeah. with somebody else. And it, it's sad. And like whenever we were out doing the, 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 the food um deliveries through the pandemic and people were so glad just to see somebody else to talk to you yeah. know just to, he's acknowledging yeah, them almost. yeah 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 and I, I, have you seen so see with the, the pandemic i know there was a vaccine they've released a whole uh system what they're going to do with the vaccine have you seen um like has, has there been any form of kind of uh, direction or road out of it in terms of locally in rathcool like has has anybody actually come up with a plan like well this is what we're going to do to get us back on top I, I don't. I think it's still far too early to do that. Yes, I think really? the vaccine's really, really welcome, and and the fact that it's been passed in the UK, first country in the world, from today, yeah, is yeah. it's going to roll it out, and we're starting to roll it out here for health professionals and our vulnerable older people. And to get to get a, a pathway out of that is is going to be difficult because when you look at the vaccine program, it takes two jobs. So you get a job at the start of January, and then you have to wait twenty eight days to get another one. Right. So if you think about the logistics of of doing all those people until it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people, and you've still got infections that are going to be going on during your normal day to day. Kind of, yeah. It's a lot of pressure on the health service mm-hmm. alone. Like, yeah. and you, you can see that there there was elements of it. You know, my father-in-law works for. Um, he does the COVID cleans in the ambulance, and he's he's retired. Like, but he thought I need to get back into it again. So he does the COVID cleans at Whitehall Hospital, and he says alone, like it's a breaking point at times. You know, he sees the, um, the paramedics, and they're like, it's insane what they're going through. Like, they're queued up like a taxi rank service, waiting just to get into the hospital, which is scary. You know, and that's that's real time information, which is. But that's the reality that people are, like 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 him are seeing. You know, and, and yeah. they're, they're the they're the the front line workers that aren't. The, note, the noted ones like the doctors and surgeons and, yes and, and, and I put frontline workers down in, in, in shops as well because they're actually risking themselves every day getting into shops yeah, as well yeah. and the likes of people who are cleaning and doing those things and the, and the big one is people who actually care for people who don't get paid for it volunteers volunteers there's, yep. there's a there's a, a, a hidden um, cost of 12 million that's that's it's, 
that is not um, spent by the country because people actually care for people voluntarily. Uh, they don't claim it. They, they don't, don't say about it. it. It's on, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's sad too, and it, it does. It's one of the things I brought up. Uh, I was a seconder to a motion by a local councillor, uh, councillor Billy Webb from the Alliance Party, a councillor the other night about a universal basic income for people. Right. To give them, to give them money that they can actually live, and they're not dependent on benefits. You know, I, to take them out of that trap, and and is that just one payment you get? Is what way does a universal basic income work? Yeah. Well, it's it's been it's been tried in a few different countries, but it's one payment. You would get like three hundred pound per week. Every person would get three hundred pound a week, whether you worked right. worked or not. But it, the rationale behind it is that people would then pay more tax who who earned more, and that right. would, that would help to pay for it. And then you wouldn't have people having to administer benefits. You wouldn't have people working in in um, income support and universal. Uh, credit and all of that. Yeah, sort of thing. yeah. Okay. So, and um, people then would be in control of their own destiny. They wouldn't be. They would have money that they could actually afford to go and do things and do a job. You know, if they're caring for people, it would give them a bit of money that they could actually use. So they would know that they can count on. There's a committed income coming to them of, of three hundred pound, regardless of of what they do. They they would get they would get that three hundred pound. Now I'm thinking I've already spent that now in my head, like you know. But it, it, and I see kind of good ways. Like so, I take it. You know, you're guaranteed three hundred quid a month. Or a week, which is fantastic. But then, what about the people who can manage that and do it? And then, what about the other people who don't know how to manage a fiver? I I know plenty of them. You know, I went through a hard time where I learnt, never knew how to manage my money. So, you know, what it's what about those types of people who couldn't manage it? Well, that's a big thing, and that's one of the things. Funny enough, at Martin Lewis off the TV, it's one of the things he yes, believes right. should be a, a core element of teaching from primary school is yeah. money management. And I, I I believe he's right because. Um, one of the things with universal credit was, and this is how people got into lots of debt, it took away housing benefit and different things and rolled it all into one benefit. Yep. And you were in charge of paying your rent and, and whatever. And put it in your hands, didn't it? Put a lot of money in people's hands. They don't know how to manage it. So it's a very good point, you know, that it, yeah. it does need to be um, managed with people who wouldn't have the capacity to manage manage their own finances. Yeah, yeah. Who go in? It's that's that's massive again. Universal basic income. Um, you were saying about the the renewal partnership with Central School. So I've only just started to look into it a wee bit. It's something I I never even knew it existed. I I didn't knew, never knew nothing about it. I thought everybody just kind of gets stuck in and done what they wanted on their own. And turns out that there's actually a location in Rathcool that people get together and talk about this. So would you mind going in there a wee bit about it and kind of talk about what it is and what it's about and why it's there? Okay, so Neighbourhood Renewal is uh, it's a Department for Communities initiative and there's Neighbourhood Renewal areas, the Shankles Neighbourhood Renewal area, and it's usually areas of very high deprivation. Right. Um, and North Belfast, which we fall under, is a, I think it's the seventh has that area of deprivation in Northern Ireland right. you know, so there, there, there's money that government allocate to those areas which is called a neighbourhood renewal programme mm-hmm. so they have stakeholders you have the police you have the youth service you have um, the schools who mm-hmm. um, you have different community groups who sit on these partnerships and agree ways forward of how to spend money that's allocated right okay and historically before and I'll, I'll make no bones about this you know there was there was this is long pre- predating me come on council there was nowhere in Rathcool that had a vehicle for um, cultural expression like like you have here. Yes, yeah. There was none of that. You know, back in the day, you had the self-help group who had four idle hands and all that played out of, out of here, and you'd probably see their poster out there as well. <laughs> Painted on the wall. <laughs> that was the precursor to what there is now. But, I mean, this is so, so big now, and it's given people the outlet. Whereas before, it was all, right, we'll take them to a football, or we'll go to this, or we'll do that, and trying try to... Try to There's, there was no... This to me, I think NEC is completely outside the box. That we're almost drawing our own box around us to, to keep to kind of get the ball going with it. 
football and uh, sports was kind of the, just the generic. I will just do that. Does, is that is that right by saying that? Do you think uh, through the whole? I think through the whole sport was always used as the, 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 the uh, fallback. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying football, sport. You know, yep. whether it was hockey, swimming, mm-hmm. basketball, whatever it was, let's go and do this, and everybody will want it. But not it. people now, because of social media, because of the technological advancements, yep. it weren't a ZX Spectrum was as good as I would have got in my day. You know, so football was or rugby was always the best option. But <laughs> young people now aren't, and and they aren't afraid to say what they want, and, yeah. and they're not being told anymore. You know, you will. This is what you're getting. That's not acceptable yeah, anymore. Yeah, and and I've noticed that as well. You know, in my time as being as being a senior manager, a lot of the young people coming through. I was kind of one of the kids who kind of would have just took take what you were given and just worked until you got your next bit. Where now a lot of kids coming through nowadays are being like, no, no, what what's my next step? What do I do next? What's in it for me? And I'm thinking, oh, you know, that's a bit rude. And then I'm thinking, that's good, Dad. I, I like that. That's there's a driver, there's hunger to be better, which is fantastic. And you see a lot of it in Ralph Cool as well, which is good. Like, and you see when you say about the the partnership. So, so I noticed there's only there's only one dedicated school to Ralph Cool. Is that because Abbots Cross and Whitehouse they're more Newton Abbey based, aren't they? Like, isn't that? No, funny enough, they're not. You know, because if you look at Rathcool Primary School, Rathcool Primary School, which is in the estate, would have a lower pupil headcount than any of those two schools. Those yeah. two are very, very, and there was a bit of a stigma attached to Rathcool Primary School wrongly. Yeah, yeah. And it's been grossly underfunded. It's been left in, in a very poor state. You know, only for local groups last year getting in and painting the place. Yeah. Like a Stuffy Ward, who's instrumental around as a community representative in the area, was one of the ones who went in, went to Tesco's, got paint and went in and painted the place you know because the education authority had uh, just there was no investment and it's 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 what they did with the other schools in the area it's like nearly wanting them to close and that's I, I noticed that because I went to Rathcool Primary I'm from Rathcool like, so I went to Rathcool Primary and it was a good school like. and then I went to Hopefield well it was Hopefield but I went to Newton Abbey and then now it's it's gone like why why is that like why why did it why are they letting Rathcool school so and there's what nearly 8,000 people in Rathcool you know it's one of the biggest houses in the state in, in Europe like and yet they're not allowed to provide them with an educational base, i.e. an internal primary school. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, the internal primary school is there, it's, and it's, 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 it's thriving, but it's thriving, um, it, should, it could be so much better. Yeah. Because you have two schools in the periphery which rely on Rathcool feeding them as well, you know, yeah, whereas historically yeah. before they wouldn't have. People from White House would have been pulled from, like some Merville Garden Village and White House yeah, Park, yeah. and even the bottom of Rathcool, that sort of way. Yeah. Whereas if people here driving from the top of Rathcool to go to White House. White House driving by the school, you know. Or so the Whitewell Road coming yeah, across the yeah. White House. And it's 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 just it's 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 sad. I mean they they would know that um I fought to get the school trans whenever they closed the school. My my son went to the school and he loved it. And whenever he went to um Abbey College, his grades definitely went down because mm-hmm. he was so happy there and it was a big upheaval for him to go in fourth year. But we fought to get it changed to a community asset under the community asset transfer where the school fabric would have remained and we did warn if you let this sit it'll be vandalised and it'll end up mm-hmm. demolished and they nearly got their goal but there's housing planned for it now but putting housing on it doesn't address the needs in the area you need infrastructure yep. there's no community centre here I watched the video on Facebook when Rathcool was first built in the 1950s and they said and the, the, the state's going to get a community centre it's still waiting from the 50s like from the 50s 70 years ago yeah there's a video and it shows you this was um, the biggest estate of its time and the, the camera crew going around yep. 1958 I think it was and one of the things was the, the estate had a committee and they were getting a community centre so here we are 70 Six, years yeah. 60, 70 years later and there's still no community centre 
you know, and if you, the more houses you build, this is the problem with Rothkill was historically, lots of houses, no infrastructure. Yeah. Nothing for people to do. Fill it with people and then just expect them to wander about and do nothing. Like So, and so, has there ever been a plan in place, a, a specific plan, to build a community centre? And There was, and unfortunately COVID put the kibosh on it. There was a plan to the council were looking at about putting a community centre in the, in the, in the centre of the diamond, which was um, unfortunately COVID with the finances has put a put the brakes on it. elsewhere type? Well, it's not even that. It's just not there anymore. You know, there's no yeah. there's no funding there. But um, you've, you've heard hear all before. That, I mean, but the Donani Centre is like a stopgap and Donani Centre is a good facility, but it doesn't, um, you couldn't put a bouncy castle up in it for a kid's birthday party or it's, we done a course on it before COVID it's very outdated now I, I remember going to Dunanny Centre when I was a kid to do like a it was like a face painting thing or something and then it's it, the roof and all it's still the same like you know inside like the, but the interior a, it, it is a good asset and people are getting benefit of it you know you have listening ear in it now which is a fantastic asset to the community who are part of neighbourhood renewal dealing with mental health issues and benefit issues it's prevalent in this in this estate Aye. you know and you have the Roth group that are in it and they've got an office they give those people a base and you have a, a large room which can be used for, for multifunctions local, multifunctions yeah. But it's still not enough, you know. You've got a youth centre over there, which isn't open all the time, and I've always fought to try and get more, let the youth centre out for the community. But a community centre now isn't your what you would have had a community centre before. It's not a hall with a bombing net and a basketball net and a yeah. set of football nets. It needs to have so much more in it. There's a lot more to a community now than than going in and be told to play sports while while they all drink tea. You know, that's what I done when I was a kid. You know, but it's not about that anymore. Is it? There's a lot more. I think when you look internal of an estate and you look into what there is there's all many there's so many especially something the size of Rathcool there's so many different fractions within Rathcool and I think they all have something in common and it's that they're all they have nothing to do is that do you know what I mean and by having a community centre as the hub of everywhere to go um, you could utilise it so much more but why did they not open that across the road what's, what's the crack with that across the road well, there's been various issues around staffing and uh, and things they got and then they spent money on it and then uh, to be fair they had a plan in place just before the COVID thing just yeah. uh, and they had and they've been, they have been very active lately going around and trying to get more Senior youth workers and, social media yeah, yeah. and they've been really because COVID ha- and people say it's an excuse but it, it genuinely wasn't an excuse you couldn't have gatherings you couldn't have meetings and you and they had plans no. to do things with it so hopefully when we get over the other side of this in the next few months hopefully that we start to see more projects in there but it was something that I thought it shouldn't just be whenever you're 16 you're no longer there it, it should be used for the community you know yeah, as a community well, centre youth centre yep. you know yeah. and the youth the, the class youth now can run right up until like a young individual can run right up to the ages of twenty five years mm-hmm. old, but you never see any types of like projects out there to the the catch them guys, you know, that they say we come in here and do this or or do that, you know, and and they could do probably a lot. I wonder do they still do rollerblading up the stairs with the tights and all, you know? <laughs> you still tie them to your feet, you know? You must be the same age as me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and so whenever you say the partnership, so are are they? Is that just people from groups from Ralph Cool? No, so you have all the well uh, people entitled to centres. There's people here uh, like mandatory members, like all the councillors are mandatory yeah, members, yeah, yeah. and that's because they can influence council. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the police who are a strategy agency. Yeah. You have the Department of Communities who are a strategy agency. Um, the 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 youth providers, you know, um, Bernardos, there's strategy yeah. people that are on that who right, have okay. have the wherewithal translink. You know, because one of the things about antisocial behaviour is that they've had to stop people on trains coming to here. You know, and right. uh, so when you've translink there and the police there and the different community groups, they can say what oh, was bad on Saturday night and. 
people will go out and try and speak to young people oh, and try yeah, and engage oh, with them that way. So there's strategy members, and then there's what's called subgroups as well. So they have we have subgroups that would be around um, like maybe a project that we're going to do around Christmas or something like that yeah. there and that group would focus on that or um, around a summer scheme or around something like that yeah so yeah of course. and do they and what's kind of been their biggest achievement then like with the partnership now you're asking um, because it's it's so many small things as opposed to a lot of big things okay right you know um, one of the big things was and this is this is sad in my opinion this is right, sad okay. one of the biggest successes the partnership had was a Christmas event last year, which had to be held in Marvel House because there's nowhere in Rathcool could accommodate. So one of the biggest achievements was they had a Christmas event, but they couldn't even. And do we it had in to Rathcool. have a bus. We had to get a bus to bus the people from the Danani Centre to a whole different to, to Marvel Garden Village to the to their yeah. to their community centre. That's Mar- Marvel House because there was nowhere here could hold it. Um, you know, so it's, yeah. it's when you say your biggest success is something you've had to take outside the area. It's not it's a success. Area, yeah, and and again, when you when you look at, I think it's staggering. When you look at, there's, there's like eight thousand people in this in this, and it's growing because they're building more houses and they're building more houses. But yet, the things that people utilize are not there. You know, like but there's no bank. You know, and, and one of the things we said before was, you know, a community needs a hub, and a bank was always yeah. a good hub. You know, yeah. and there's people who don't have the capacity for online banking. Yeah, yeah. And it's not an age thing. There's people, young people, and all who maybe wouldn't. And they don't trust it either. A lot they of people don't trust, trust a lot of people there. So there's no bank. There's no there's no infrastructure when you build houses. You have to build infrastructure. Yes. And it's one of the things that planning has to get a grip of. That whenever you put so many houses in, you have to put something in. Yeah, uh, it's not a play park, and it's not this. It's it's, it's infrastructure to support. There's only, only so many swings you can, and speed bumps you can put around the place. Like you need to start to look at the bigger picture almost, and and, and thing. If you could change anything on the uh, the partnership, then um, what 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 kind of direction would you like to see it going and to put to push it in it? Now, obviously, there's probably things there you can't say, <laughs> but no, but there's there's things that, you know. Funding is a massive constraint. You know, I I would love to have the. the the capacity for the partnership to deliver one huge project in Rathcool, like a community centre. Right. You know, just one that would be that would be a flagship project, which would be able to. But neighbourhood renewal and the partnership isn't the vehicle to do that. It's 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 it doesn't have. It's not going to get the funding to do that. That has to be from central government, and it's not designed to do it's that. It's not designed to do that. But you'd yeah. love to. I think that devolution should roll down more from Stormont to local councils because local councils handle things so much better. There's so much more on the ground. There's so much. Like, I mean, not just speaking about around here. I mean, and you see all over Northern Ireland, councillors yeah. are really active. You know, when they and, yeah, yeah. and they know what's going on in their community. So I'd like to see more powers roll down from Stormont like that. They would say, "There's a fund of money. Can we do it?" Now the council were going to do that for for here, but unfortunately with COVID, it hasn't. But when you get back to neighbourhood renewal, I mean, it it has so much potential which isn't tapped into, and that's the right. and that's the, the the problem I see. It's getting those those groups and getting as many I think you should have as many groups in it as, as possible yeah as uh, wide is it limited the amount the amount you can have on it the problem with it is you know you're having it in the Tanani Centre and you've got, and then it becomes in, in, the subgroups are, are ideal because you can break out groups into right, the okay. subgroups right. but people think all the decisions are made on the main partnership but it's the subgroups that feed into it so if a subgroup has a great idea that's fed into they the partnership, into so it's not really decided at the partnership. And is there any members of the youth on it? Is there any young people actually? Because at the end of the day, like, one of the things I'm only twenty eight, right? And one of the things that I'm looking at at the minute is life doesn't last forever. And you know, when your time's done, you stop. Someone else takes over and they move on. And the young people are, and what we were noticing in here, like, 
the young people are fantastic and, and they're kind of really pushing the way and, and kind of changing things and they're di- almost dictating in a sense what we would like to do is there anything like that on the partnership like is there anything happening in there with young people themselves no and it's not that's a very good point you know because um young people are going to be the ones that drive what what is needed you know yep. as you say not, not everybody that lasts forever and you know and you, and you need success and planning you need to bring young people in behind you to say what is it you want don't tell them what you want give them yeah don't give them something just ask them what what yep. they need what would they like to see because there's there's older people need things as well you know we've yeah, got the yeah. over 55s housing which is a fantastic thing because it's active living it's yeah you know it's designed for them to be safe and secure in their housing but there's young people need there's young people need housing you know and they don't yeah, have a voice yeah. you know and they can't get on the ladder and it's it, it's it's really really sad. And it's one of the things that, that I think is a feeling in our society that you know young people are being driven from this estate because they can't get housing. They're they're starting to go outside now. They're starting to go and uh, and what I find as well is you're starting to find there, there's going to be a lot. There's a big, but my generation of people especially is when payday loans and all come in and that type of things and started to hit hard. And um, what I've seen a lot of a lot of people who I knew. Um, couldn't get a house in Rathcoole, they couldn't. So they all they had to go in and play different different area, different areas where they were just given a house. They were giving them away. I'm going to say the likes of Tigers Bay and stuff at the time. Um, and then they had to rely because they couldn't get any benefits because they they didn't qualify. They had to rely on payday loans, and then they ended up worse off and worse off and worse off. And then the suicide rate went boom up. You know, so I have a lot of friends that went down that route, and it was quite sad. You know, so um, but I think if there had been a smart mechanism in place to kind of fall capture them before they fail it probably would have been something that would have allowed them to enhance and have a better life you know some of them come through that tree's gonna follow me like in real, i can just see the wee balls jingling there like you know <laughs> that's days like but yeah but which is sad um well anyway let's talk about something fun <laughs> what up what about for you then robert so what happens next so between you've been very active with the pandemic and you've been doing a lot of work and it's it seen but um i think you've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes too have you well, a lot of us about getting information out and social media is a perfect vehicle for it you know people don't know how they are entitled to like self-employed people how they get access to the grant system and yeah and um when they can apply for it and what other grants are available so social media is a fantastic vehicle for me to use and uh, yeah people follow you to, to not because you're you but maybe because you can get some information out you're a good resource it's, like. it's a good it's a good resource and then you have local local facebook pages like rathcool neighborhood watch mm-hmm. and, you can, and you can put stuff out like one for parents would have been you know who were entitled to free school meals when the payment was going in how you go about this yep. how you go about that just getting information out even telling people this lockdown's coming and this is what's going to be closed can i have yeah. my business no you're listed under this and it's about getting information out so it's not all on the ground it's a lot of it's getting information out because simplifying it, it almost it is yeah. and it's you know when you see those um, regulations come from Stormont if you want to sit and read them they're like that yeah and the only bit you need is about 17 different paragraphs and I it's have getting that like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's getting that out so people can it's you know we people want information that is just easy got and just there so I have yeah. been active doing that and it's been it's been it's been it's been very well received it has been I'll be honest with that but it's been it's been it's been good because the, our party have been very good at getting this out to us they're well. allowed to do it almost yeah, yeah. you know getting us out to us there's the there's the there's the key points you need to know you yeah know? this is for you and this yeah. is what you need to do and it's also given people who I mean who're still waiting on grants which is disgraceful you know they've been waiting seven weeks and they still S- haven't seen that I've heard a few things about, like, and it's it you're you're able to send emails into people and uh, in the right departments and, and and get questions answered oh we haven't got this information or we've missed that or it's lost or whatever it may be yeah. but then at least you can address it you, you can you can help that's good and what's this is going to be a week what's the weirdest thing as a counsellor you've been asked like 
What's the, what's the weirdest? Like, Mr. Foster, this is, I've ha- have an issue here. What, what's the weird? Now, you don't have to put any names in, like, but you know, so, but what's the weirdest thing you've ever been asked to, to follow up on? Or, <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even share it on air. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> is it that bad? It is that bad. Um, it is, but again, be just from anything. You know, I mean, there's, there's there was one who um, <laughs> he, he was uh, he was sexually propositioned in a, in a in a park, and he asked me what I was going to do about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd finish him off as a wrong answer. <laughs> What are they going to do about it? Yeah, well, but, wow. But there, right. there is some things that people will ask you and you'll just find, you know... Out but, there, like, but, yeah. But whenever you dig down and actually ask them, there's a reason behind what they're asking too. Whereas, right. It's nearly, it's nearly like an outbursting of of getting it off their chest and you go, what's that all about? And then when you dig down into it, there's a reason behind why they're, they're asking. They're yeah, asking so it's... So people are, people are crazy. People are, are crazy. Like, I, I, like, during the whole pandemic... I worked in retail at the time, and the stuff that you've seen and heard, and all these, all these like theories people were coming. Someone told me that they um they were using a, a an ice boat note on Donald ice boat that they were they were getting ready to turn it into a morgue because and they were going to keep it frozen as a morgue. And I was like, come on now, you know. So people are just crazy. Like, but mental. it's not the kind of Donald Trump phrase, but it is fake news and it does, <laughs> you know. And, and social media needs to get a grip on this because it's yeah. it's it's really really it's vibrant, you know. All these things about the the vaccine, oh, there's this has happened and mm-hmm. that's happened and, and all this has happened, you know. And I'm not taking it because of this and that and the other. It's false information and it, it, there's people who are susceptible to that and it, yeah, it, and really pick up on it really, easy. Really pick up on it easy and. It, if it's there, it's believable, I, and it's. I know a lot. Of, I'm thinking of loads of people now who I know that like are big into that. Like I, I'm a skeptic about everything until I know the fact. Like I have to go. I have to go about four or five pages into Google to be sure that I'm a hundred percent. Like, but with a vaccine, like I would be hundred percent to take a vaccine. I just think there's nothing. It's out there. Take it. They're they're there to help you. I think. But people are other side of it. Like no, they're putting microchips in you and all this. Yeah, but there is risk with everything and people do go back to the thalidomide of the, of the 60s where people were given a drug to say it was going to do this and it ended up with their babies were deformed and, and, yes. they, and there's, there's people and uh, genuinely you know there's nothing ever 100% safe with, with yeah. medicine 99.9 but I think um, it, if we want to get back to any sign of a normal society you have to be prepared don't you, you have to be prepared to take that next yep. leap and, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, there's a big thing going on at the minute and I, I'm really deep into it like, but it's called the Great Reset and it's and I think it's it, it kind of makes sense a wee bit at the minute. And they say that they they're using coronavirus as a mechanism to get the ball rolling with something else. What would that be? Does that make any sense to you? No, not to me, and not with the Conservative government in place because the Conservative government would be for the economy and for yeah, you know, not to be giving out what what they're giving out now. You know, and and yeah. if they didn't have to be giving out that money and uh, to, to keep this country just taking over taking over now, yeah you know when you're when your gross domestic profits now 107 percent you know it's it's awful you know you're actually yeah, yeah. you're spending more than you're actually worth <laughs> you know because they are throwing money out aren't they, they, they are, they are. And, and a conservative government you know people will say oh, i haven't done this i haven't done that but i mean the money that this has cost and the furlough scheme has been a fantastic scheme yeah. to people but so the great reset do i believe in it no i don't because i don't believe any Conspiracy, conspiracy yeah. than this that um, what's happening now is is happening, but it's not happening to dwindle the population to get it back to a level, you know, or yeah, to, yeah. or to keep Big Brother watching you or anything like that. You know, I think we're we're get bound up in a lot of these programs on TV, and you know, and it's definitely and I, and I think big big massive podcasts like the Joe Rogan or whatever 
the, the, sometimes they're driving forces behind it because they're they're they all coming up with their own theories and doing everything. But they're big influencers. They definitely, definitely. You know, and that's the thing about you know when you see how influencers go with products, even you know, yeah, yeah. Some of the things you see, like teeth whitening, yeah, you know what I mean. One slipper for both feet. And somebody <laughs> thinks it's great, and then everybody's banned. You know, so it's it's influencers. You know, and, yeah. and and they have so many followers. And but it's about keeping our young people their mind, uh, you know, on the on the straight and narrow with this, seeking the facts out. You know, not lifting the phone in the morning and getting your news from Facebook. Yeah, you know, and and it's scary how instant it is. Do you remember you had to wait until five o'clock to, f- to hear the news, and you heard it, and you're eating your dinner, and then. You know, where now you're getting new, you're getting, if you just refresh your phone in point one of a second, you could get updates from around the world and you don't even know if it's true or not. You don't even know, is that someone just throwing out um, a fishing meal, you know, just to, to catch you, to get you to bite? To, and now there's a lot of young people falling into that trap, oh, falling into that trap of believing it and running. Jeffrey Epstein was one. Now, whether it's true, I don't really know. I spent a lot of time looking into it, but there's yes or no's, yes or no's. I'm not going to go down the whole Jeffrey Epstein world right now, like, because it's a bit completely out there. But it's just one, and for for example, that was just taken and ran with, and now you're like, whoa, how long a wee minute? Did Oprah really do that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's, it's all sort of things go back to 9 11 and things like that. There. Conspiracy theories are always going to be prevalent yeah, when something yeah. happens, when something, when something really historically world changing happens. What's the reason? What's the rationale yeah. behind it? There has who to be a reason. That? Who done it? Why did they do it? Yeah, you know, and it's good to ask questions, but it's also good to do it on an informed basis and get your opinions on an informed basis. Have a fact check before yeah. you, you go yeah. down it. Mm-hmm. And you're noticing that now with coronavirus, a lot of things that were shared on Facebook, it it's removed, and there's a wee bit that says underneath it now, like that has been fact checked, and it's it's wrong. And you and I'm starting to see people sharing, and I'm like, that's not even true, and you're sharing it, and you're jumping on the bottom line. But that's crazy. Um, so what's in terms of your your career, like professional and political? Have you plans to to kind of keep persevering and move on up the ranks of the the political world? Is that from personal ways? Um, I'm a, I'm a chartered manager. It's, I've reached my my level. I'll not be yeah. go any more than that. I, I'm very stable in my job, and I'm, I like my job. What I do, um, politically, um. I did have an aspiration of running for Stormont, and I did yep. do it, and I didn't. I didn't get there, but now I I don't have any um, interest in moving, but further than council. Do you not? No, I don't. No, 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 no. no at all. Um, I did just, you get a taste of that life, and then you thought, no, I didn't. Um, I get a taste of this life and see what what I good I can do. You know, um, and people can come and you can help people. You know, the things that affect people in this estate, I can help with bins, potholes, streetlights, real stuff, dog fouling. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. People that people think it's nonsense. You know. Leisure centre, you know, um, can you get this done? Can you get the pitches open? Can you get this changed? Can you get new nets in the goalposts? You can yeah, phone call yeah. and you can actually do that. Stormont is your government. It's so bure- bureaucratic. You know, you're tied up for hours and hours and hours a day. Waffling rubbish sometimes. Well, sorry, not rubbish. That's rude. But I mean, like, you're just you're just back and forward, back and forward. You're in a bit of a debate. You're in the middle of a, a green and orange um yeah, Parliament. Whereas in council, you do work well together. I mean, people don't believe that the, the unionists and nationalists and Republican councillors actually do work well together to get to get a to good get collaborative a, work in the, in the council. You know, and council does work, work really well together, and you see the results. And our council's a fantastic council. You know, doesn't it, by no means it's perfect. I don't. Yeah. And it never will be. But some of the 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 um, outputs that we have delivered has been fantastic. I mean, I'm a big advocate for 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 waste recycling, and it's our yeah. we we're the top council in Northern Ireland for waste recycling. You know, and that that affects people too. You know, um, so I, I can see myself doing more what I'm doing now, staying in that, in stay that, in that realm, more. like yeah. And that's good. I suppose it's more fulfilling in a sense. Is that it is, and I think you're more in touch with with people on the ground. You know, I mean, you know, not saying that MLAs aren't, but I mean, I have the ability to be in more groups. You know, I'm a more, you know, 
I'm, I'm not stuck at Stormont every day. I can nip out and go to different meetings with different community do groups different and, and do and do different things. Do you think you could make a bigger difference though within within Northern Ireland if you did have the opportunity to sit in Stormont? You think personally, you, no, you no. I, I'm a, personally, me, no, no. I don't. No, it's because it's until our until our politics changes. I don't see it. You know, it's 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 when you've got mandatory coalition, it's never going to change. It's always going to be a decision of the two biggest parties. And right. No matter how that translates down, it's basically their decision. Yeah. You know, and that's until our politics changes and moves away from that. I think if it moved away from mandatory coalition, it would be good. Where you had an opposition like you do in Westminster, you have the biggest party, and that's it. And that and that's and that's and, the way we're and, and they're the government, and they fulfil all the rules. Yep. And then you have an opposition, and you're able to challenge more. Then. And you're the shadow, so you're yep. fighting to get in. You're constantly yeah. at them to pick up, call them out. And and do you ever see? Could you ever envisage Northern Ireland down that route? Do you think Northern Ireland would ever have that? I think we're edging closer to it now. I think this this here is is actually one of the things that's actually bringing it to it because there are people with different differing opinions on the executive from mm-hmm. different parties, but the majority rules. You know, right. so people are saying, you know, well. Well, if you had a if you had a government that made the decision, that's it. Instead of the bickering and the, and the, oh, we're going to sit here for four or five hours talking about the same thing and trying to get five different shades to come together. Yeah, it's very difficult. It was a means to an end. The Good Friday Agreement was the means, the vehicle to the end. It was enough to get you over. Yes, and then but it was never meant to be the means to the end. You know, it was, it was always meant to be right. Let's let's draw a line on that. Let's move to a normal yeah. society. Let's move to a normal government and let's move to normal society yeah let's do things normal normalize no i 100 percent. so coming away from all the ages up on the hill like you know because i have no desire to even acknowledge them and, I, and that probably means rude but i don't really know what to do and they're not they're not gonna empty my bin up i love palomina like so <laughs> they're, they're very distant for me but and the point is is that i my heart stays in rathcool i'm from rathcool born and bred and i've come back to rathcool actually with a lot of what i think is transferable skills that I had to go out and find myself and, and kind of build myself up. I left school with no education and I, anything that I've achieved, I've had to do it on my own. So, and I kind of think, right, well, and I've lost a lot of friends who are from Rathcool, so I thought it's time to come back now and kind of put the effort in and making sure that the next generation coming through get the help that they need and, and they deserve. And I, I, there's so much potential. It's weird, we kind of, I've always tried to explain it as Rathcool is like a suit. Do you ever get it when you see you're on in, in holiday you're sitting in the airport in Turkey and they're on, your suitcase is just buzzing bumping and you're trying to get the zips around and your man's sitting on it and she's getting the zips around I just think Rathcool is like a loaded suitcase and it's just ready to explode because there's so much to come out of it uh, in the next couple of years with the generations in terms of council like what more is there to give to Rathcool um, from the partnership and the council and, and the whole area as a collective I think there's so much more to give I mean and, and not just from, from Rathcool you know there's so much more you know one of the things in lockdown was that people now started to maybe change staff you know, take a bit of pride in their gardens and their houses and yeah, things like yeah. that there you know and that gave them a, a release on ownership and owning your community mm-hmm. and I think the council can actually tap into that to give people pride in their community because when people people feel pride in where they live they're more inclined to be more involved engaged yeah. in their community and make help make decisions for not sit behind a door and say, oh, sure, that just happens anyway. Aye, and don't, ignore it almost. Don't accept that anymore. And what's more for the, for the people is, I, I, you, it, the people of Masset and they're my employers, every four years, <laughs> they get a chance to say to me, sling your hook. Yes. You know, don't want yeah, you anymore. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if I'm not delivering for them, then they have the opportunity to, to, to dump me out. Yeah. And so it's not like a normal job. So I think that the, the people have a lot to, to offer. You know, and the youth have a lot to offer. What are you doing for me? What are you doing for me? What about this? What about that? Yeah. Because 
politicians don't know everything. They don't know an awful lot, to be honest with you. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And the people who know are the people on the ground. For too long, people have been told what is acceptable for them. You know, you're getting this. I never asked for it. I don't care what you're getting you're there getting anyway. Yep. Whereas, what would you like that 200 grand spent on? Well, see if we did this, that, that. Well, that'll not work because of that, but we could do this. And yeah. then you come to a compromise, not telling people what they get anymore. I like that, and because and, I grew up in an era where you were just told that's what you're getting. We're getting a, we're getting new tennis courts here. We don't want tennis courts, but you're getting them. You know, and and that's the way it happened. And and is there, do you see scope now within the the, the partnership and stuff now that, that you're gonna you could bring that together and help get people to say, well, this is what we're going to spend that on. Is it's definitely changed. It, it definitely has. I mean, even the, in planning terms, it's going to community consultation. The housing at the minute is out for community consultation. Right. And there's a, there's a, uh, it's unfortunately by Zoom tonight, there's a, uh, a question and answer session at six to seven about what people want. And I've been encouraging people to, to say what they want. Yeah. Because this isn't about them being given those houses. You know, it's what houses do you want? What type? And that's just so transferable through everything, whether it be, do you want your bins emptied every two weeks or every four? Do you yes. want that? Do you want the, um, that green area to remain, or do you want more houses built? Do you want flat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, like, so I, I've got, I've tried to get my finger on every pattern, Rothcool. How do you find out about all them links? How, how do you go down the route of knowing when the housing executive are doing that or doing that? Is it via yourself? Like, would you be one? That- no. So what what they have done now is, um, and social media has been a big vehicle for this. So we got in, in this housing one, um, we've got them to put out um a, a, a website. They have a website called right. Rothcool Development. Okay, UK, right. and you can go on and see what that one is. So social media is the vehicle to put all this out. There's a display in the Denali Centre where until. It's on from the 4th till the 11th that you can walk in and see what the proposals are and there's a box and you can write down what you want. Yeah. You know, don't like that. There should be more four-bedroom housing. There should be pensioners' yeah, bungalows. Yeah. But that doesn't stop there. I mean, any time that there's money going to be spent in Rothcool, Ballam, and, uh, Bally, or in uh, Staple and Antrim or Ballyclare, ask, we're asking the people, that not just all councillors go and say, what, what, what do you need? What yes. do you want? We're not going... We're going to build a 4G pitch. Don't want a 4G pitch. Well, we're building <laughs> we're one. We're 4G now, pitches now. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to build one. Right, it's crazy. Like, and you you go on about that all night, like, because there's, there's it just keeps going and going and going. And I think it's interesting. But when you go deep in it, you go deep, like, because there's so many. I think there's so many layers to it. Uh, and is that what keeps you interested? Is that what's it does? I mean, you're ever whenever you're active and you're engaged with people, that they're inclined to open up more to you and tell you what they want. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. if you're the if you're the if you're the person that just what's your man, what's he looking, you know. They're just looking my vote here, or yeah, and and I remember Nigel Dawes used to do the rounds, and you only seen Nigel Dawes at Doombeg. But yeah, every po- every politician gets tarred with that, and <laughs> everybody does do a lot uh, in different ways. But yeah. um, I'll be honest, when it comes to election campaigning time, because I work uh, and the area I have, I I am honest and say I'm not going to get round all your doors. Aye. but you know where I am if you need anything come and give me a come shout, and give me a shout. And, and on that so I've kept you for a lot of your time and thanks very much for coming no, in it's and a pleasure to be here I've really enjoyed this like it's been great and I would love to do another one because now that, now that we kind of know who you are and what you're about like I would love to come back maybe when's the next election coming up when's your next it's not until 2023 but I'm always available anytime to come and chat about anything 2023 whatever. well we want to get you in before it to kind of see as, as a bit of a measure I think the next thing that I would like to come and talk about and it's, and it's been fighting for, uh, I'm not going to dictate how you would no, 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 no. It's these multi-story flats, and it's a big, big thing in this estate. Well, you see, I, I was actually going to ask. So, I have three questions I want to ask you right before you go. But I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, and I don't know. You can go in as deep as it as much as you want, or you can kind of just give a, a bit of a synopsis about the multis. Um, so there's three questions. If we do the, the multis at the end, right? Because I want to ask you anyway, right? So, 
If you could take anybody for a cup of coffee, could be anybody, anybody on this planet. Could be from Rathku, Nye, before, can be from anybody. Pick who it is. Who would you take and why? Living or dead? Aye, anybody. Who would I take? What a question. <laughs> can, I, can I put a couple out here? Oh, yeah, go for it. Musically, David Bowie. Oh. I, I would. He was ahead of his time. But uh, I just, I mean, just generationally, and a big influence from, from my mother was a big David Bowie fan, and I would like. I'm a big David Bowie fan, but I just think from from a performer, I think he had everything, you know, and he was very, very clued in and he knew what people, yep. you know, he was his lyrics he, as well. Yeah, ahead of his time. A very, yep. If you listen to his lyrics, you know, um, Rock and Roll Suicide, and pe- songs that people don't know David Bowie wrote, you know, yep. and, and are very good. So musically, um, I would I would be, be him. Um, politically, we had Edward Carson. Edward um, Carson? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it would be Edward Carson. Just the 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 time and and how he actually framed what he did and where he saw the country going and how he felt let down by the Conservative government at the end of it. Yep. You know, um, do you think if he was alive today and he still, do you think Northern Ireland would be where it is today being held at, or I, in my opinion, Northern Ireland and Unionists are held at ransom all the time now. Do you think it would be that, that way today? It's, it's a very difficult question. Probably no, not because no. Carson was a, Carson was a, a colossus. Yeah, uh, a colossus of, of a politician. You know, um, he was the man that convicted Oscar Wilde of um, homosexuality. You know, <laughs> Did he? people yeah. don't know that, and uh, he actually basically got Oscar Wilde, one of the cleverest people of his time, to incriminate himself. Um, really? Yeah, I did not know that. that yeah, that's so. that's mad. Like, and Oscar Wilde now is he's almost he's became a massive idol on his own. Hasn't he, he is, and, and uh, Oscar Wilde was in a homosexual relationship with the Marcus of Queensbury, who famous for boxing his his son okay right and um, Edward Carson asked did you kiss this man and he said no he's much too ugly but he, he incriminated himself by saying he would kiss other men he would so, kiss yeah. them oh wow right but anyway and, I mean, Edward Carson was a colossus a giant of, of, of unionism you know and he had an orator of, 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 of exceptional qualities you know just right. able to captivate an audience the same way Rightly or wrongly, Ian Paisley was, you know, a fantastic orator, able to actually capture the what the mood of the people at the time, and for for people to be able to follow somebody like that must be, a, it's, yeah. It's a, so to sit and have a coffee with him, and yes, and just to, and I, uh, yeah. yeah, and say, what do I need to do here? Yeah, Edward? <laughs> <laughs> give me some inspiration. What are we doing wrong? Yeah, yeah. that's insane. And, and 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 on that, so the multi stories, the multi stories are a trademark of. I, what I think they're they're up there with Samson and Goliath like when you think of Northern Ireland you know anybody from Northern Ireland who thinks about Northern Ireland knows about the Giants Causeway they know about they know about Carrigar Reid they know about Samson and Goliath Titanic but when you come in the Belfast lock you see the four the four stories like the four the, the four buildings but the word on the street is they want to pull them down. Is this right? Or? It's true, and they have a plan in for Monk School House, um, which has been empty for years, and we have fought for years to get it inhabited. There's 50 flats in there of various one, two, mm-hmm. and three bedroom, which is a waste when you, when you have a level of social housing need in this area. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like, I know we already talked about it, but people are having to go out of Rathcool. You know, there's green areas where they're asking, "Do you want us to build more houses?" Well, you've already got these big ten- these big buildings that are safe, like yeah. And and people think bringing things down is the best way to go, but there's a there's a policy in the UK and the mainland, but they're actually uh, doing these differently. They're putting cladding on it, which has battery storage in it, which powers the building. Aye. It has fire detection in it, which automatically lets you know if there's any buildup of thermal heat. Yep. It has crashes below it, 
which lets people, you know, like a community asset who want to work, put their kids into the crash, can go and do a few hours work and come back and know they're safe. People are safe in the multi-story flats. People don't even... This, yeah. There are people who mentally for whatever reason like to be in that environment where they're safe you know they like to feel and they're up high and they're people up high. like being up high like yeah. being up high but they're iconic and, that, yeah. and, they're, and they're, 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 they are iconic you know when you're coming in the boat or in the plane to the city airport the Maltese, you see them you see them yep. you know, and everybody knows where they are you say, where's that what's a Maltese that's, that's right. Right. we were coming you down know. the motorway so my, my kids I live in Ballerina my mum lives in, in White City and when we come down the motorway, I'll always say, look, there they are. And they'll see the cranes and they'll see the, the four towers like on the left-hand side. And, I, and it's just like, I think, I suppose, when you go on the West Link, you see Davis Flats. Do you know? Like, And they are, they're definitely iconic. Um, So, uh, what's what's the word then about them? So, are they going to be pulled down? Like, is that well, right? the first one, they, they have a plan in place now. They have a consultant appointed and they reckon by March, the consultant will have a demolition plan. In March place. 21 21 we'll have the plan in place on how to bring them down um, we haven't seen that we only got told the other day that um, this was uh-huh. the, um, the next stage um, so my, my issue with it is as I've said to you they, they should be refurbished but if I take that to the side when that block is demolished it will sit for at least five years vacant there'll be nothing built on that ground until they would get a business case for Abbott School to be knocked down beside it so you could be waiting ten years or more before you've one house built on that ground. One house, like you could be one, getting, yeah, uh, yeah, could be a bed sit on the yeah. wee flat, like not even. Yeah, but one one good thing was last week they announced a, a, a major investment in the in the three other tar blocks for fire detection equipment. Right. Okay. And I see that as a positive because it's late know, there, it's, isn't it? It's a bit of light that they're, yes, I don't believe they're short sighted to invest in that and then pull it down in a few years' time. So to me, it's a bit of light. They. Their business case and I mean times have changed now money is what it is you know yeah and those flats I would understand if people were skinned these are absolutely abhorrent to live in but they're not there's nobody coming and tell me get me out of there no no you know my, my generation of people I, like it sounds silly but if you had asked me when I was 15 or 16 where do you want to live I'd have, I'd have said we everybody was dying to get a multi-story like everybody wanted to live in the multis and yet now they're telling you you can't live in there and is, is this is this on the back of Grenfell they're trying to say it is, but the, the monk's cool was long before Grenfell. But was they're it? now saying, um, it, we got a cost. I asked for a cost under Freedom of Information, and it was one point nine million to demolish the block, one block, or two or two point five to refurbish. So for six hundred thousand, you could have that. And they were saying, yeah, but that would only get you so long if we were to knock this down. But by knocking it down, you're creating a massive carbon footprint with all the concrete and crushing, Aye. and you're having to do. It's almost and, worse. Yeah, and you're having to build a new housing, more Big carbon. diesel trucks in there, pulling yeah. all the stuff out. So, can, why can they not turn that in there? Like, like, as I say, I've said it a few times. There's at this moment in time, there's about eight thousand people that live in Rathcoole. As it grows, and then people have children, and people are having one or two kids, and, and as it grows, in no time there'll probably be just over ten thousand people living in Rathcoole. Why does it not even have like a GP? Do you know what I mean? Like, why do they not have something as simple as a... Like, why can a doctor's office not be housed in the... Why can they not be businesses? Why can they not be a thriving, economic, organic community all within one tower block? Yeah, that's what you're... You've hit the word in the head, community. And, you know, a doctor's, a bank, a school, mm. you know, a community centre. They're yeah. all things that are needed, you know. And um, what, what the young people had said to me was whenever I came to speak to them before and they had said, we can't get housing. Why can't we be yep. in there? Why can't they do it up? And... Uh, and you're under strict conditions and one strike and you're out you know yeah, you know, yeah pretty much you know, yeah one strike and you're gone 
and let sensible people in. Don't let people in. You know, if they do become rowdy, out you're gone. One uh, it's not party time. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, have a different set of rules for it. Use it as a pilot, and you want let young people get on the ladder and let them do something in their yeah. community and let them have a, a, a place they can call, call home. So who who oversees the, the Maltese? Who who actually? That's a housing executive. Housing executive. And, and is there is there like a mechanism in place that if people wanted to they could go and voice their concerns about them all these stories yes yeah, so um, they, they had with a very they had a consultation where they only consulted the people who lived in them did they want them knocked mm-hmm. down but what they did was in my eyes and they'll deny it is systemically with lack of investment they forced people out of them yep. and the only uh, ones that were left in it were the ones that owned them yeah I was going to say because they all still have economy 7 and all don't they yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but whenever one vacated did nothing with it Another one vacated, didn't, and it becomes undesirable to live in, and yep. there's no money being spent. So you nearly make it um, redundant by default. You know, it just becomes unwanted. So lack of investment is is systemic in what in their business case in my mind for pulling it down. But they'll tell me it's not. Quite sad that it is very sad. And on and on that, Robert, what type of revolution do we need to to spike now to get that going? How do how do we fix that as a community or at school? There's been there's been countless, and this has been done for 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 Monk school. I think it must have been done. It must be seven years, maybe eight years, where it's been going on trying to get it, you know, yeah. inhabited and saved. And and the house executive keeps saying no, no, no. And this is even with political backing. This is cross community political backing. You know, right. every party wants this kept, and it's falling in deaf ears. The business case doesn't stack up. We need this down. But I would understand if we were knocking it down. But how do you replace 200 dwellings on that site? To me, you don't put 200 dwellings back on there. You, you can't unless you Physically, build another unless you build another You, you build yeah, up. So yeah. it, it doesn't make it, sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And, and do you think now, there, there's been a bit of a uh, a reshuffle, I think, in the, in the Northern Ireland Housing Executive, especially in Rathcool. Um, they've seen they've brought new members of staff in. Do you think there's any chance that there would be conversations there to be had? With them. No, because it, it's corporately. So we have had we have had um, the residents and myself and Paula Bradley, who's the MLA, and Billy Webb, councillor, and local residents have actually had a, a Zoom call, which went on for a few hours with the, the corporate team. So the chief executive, mm-hmm. the manager of estates, the people, the decision makers. Yep. And there is no. And they're not budging. No. no. I think if eight thousand people are at cool stood up and says, "Whoa, hold on a wee second. I think there might be a decision. <laughs> well, people power does, and people just become, oh, well, that's it, it's gone, you know. And, and you, you can only, people, you can only, if I can only do so much, and yeah. Paula Bradley can only do no, so much, and, and uh, Billy Webb can only do so much, you can only do so much. Um, but if people aren't listening to your idea, and it's not as if we're not putting forward ideas that are actually sustainable, you know. Yeah. These are actually working throughout the rest of the UK. You know, I sent them, I sent them examples of what they're doing. Um, so it's not as if you're just saying what are you going to do I'll spend that money on it and it's a waste this is going to be future proofing the buildings yeah and I think that's sometimes what they, they miss they misinterpret that future proofing is a big thing um, and if you don't future proof something it, it comes around and bites you I think and, about, and I think if they pull them down it'll be a shame because that'll be the but it's short sighted and, and the analogy of short sightedness is it's a condition of the mind not the eye very nice I like that that's one for the wall now. That should be on a mural now. I like that. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, listen, thanks very much for coming in, Robert. And, and have Thank a, you I really for having that. me. Thank you. And I think it's. I think we've done over an hour, like I do. I think we've well went in there. Um, I'm glad you came in. I know these these one of your biggest fans. Like, and he, he talks about you a lot, uh, especially the us as employees of, of NACN. Um, so it was my first time getting to meet you, and, and that's why I kind of I didn't want to touch base with you before we sat down. I wanted to just get you. It's going to sound wrong, but I just wanted to get you raw. <laughs> Deep um, end. I just have a good conversation with you. Um, 
really looking forward to doing a bit of work with you in the future uh, alongside NAC. And I'm here, and 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 Dee and Julianne know and know me well enough. If I need anything, I'll not be able to deliver everything, but I'll not. Be well, able to listen, to know that there's someone there is is enough. I think is as well. One of the things, the good things that um, I think we would like to do as 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 a group is deal collectively with the decision makers of Macedonian at, at all the councils. I know you did say that. Um, you, there's a really good working team in council and, and you're happy enough to be here but I think we would like to go up as well and kind of showcase that what we're able to do amongst them do you reckon it would be up for like post-covid obviously do you reckon it would be up for that yeah, yeah. Um, you can do it but I mean I'd rather you did it post-covid because you can go and present to council and you present as a group you know, aye, like aye. last night at operations committee we had the team from White Abbey Glen um, right. volunteers who during the lockdown decided like White Abbey Glen was a no-go area and yeah. if you ever get a chance to walk down it now, they've had mini golf. We put in green and all on it. Oh, they've, do they? They've yeah. done it all the up. Cozy, was that the old cozy? Yeah, they? oh, they've no. done it all up, and it's it's fantastic. It's it's, amazing, it's really really good. Oh, so is that all electronic? Were they hosting that? Were they doing last night? They were on Zoom. They were on the Zoom. Yeah. But I'd rather have people sitting face to face. I think there's, there's something nice about sitting down with someone and having a conversation. It's real. Then we're I think Zoom. Look at whites their eyes and and yeah. Yeah, and you can really dig them out, I think, as well. But thanks very much, Robert. Thank if you as well. Anything you want to ask, like before we go, is there anything you want to? No, no, just it's, it's always the delay to come here. Every time I come here, there's always. I mean, it should be a few weeks in between it. It's always we're doing this, we're doing that, and I'm really, really looking forward to these Christmas songs. I saw all the, the sort of, I saw all the, the sort of posts you just put out. We tasters of Burnley oh, yeah. and the estate, and you're, D- you're 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 hooking people in. So I'm D- looking forward to really, like. I'm really looking forward to hearing it and, <laughs> and it being He's out mental. there. There's some amazing things coming up at the minute, um, especially between the, the celebrity songs and then the young people. The young people are fantastic. You know, we've showcased them for years, and you know, right from the the, uh, the, the Rose and the Fusilier play. You know, as yeah. I've been amazed by the young people you know it's fantastic and to see it's talent in this estate that, that goes unnoticed and it shouldn't be just because you're from Rathcool that you don't get the opportunities that everybody yeah. else does no def- definitely um, I was going to ask you something and it's just my mind's went blank now I think I've just had a, had a wee wall myself like. but listen thanks very much Robert Thank I really you. appreciate that right, you too. Um, and yeah mate, check out this will be up hopefully we'll get this live um, on our come well, whenever Ron's finished with it in there, like, and then we'll maybe, get this. Maybe see it on top of the pops on Christmas Day. Yeah, well, they still do that. Do you want to do a wee number nine? Do you? <laughs> no, you're all right. You wouldn't. You want to clear the place? <laughs> Thanks very much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Cool Podcast with Stuart Hunter.